What's up, guys? Welcome back. Episode number two of the Fitness and Business Mixtape with me, Steve Krebs, and my main man, your main man, Luca, host of ours. So, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into the meat today. We're going to get after it, and we're going to jump into the second C. If you listen to the first podcast, the, the three C's of what Luca started breaking down. First topic was culture. Today, we're going to talk about coaching, something that Luca and I know a lot about. It's something that we've done for the majority of our lives, and I'm going to let Ju Luca jump in here and kind of talk about, you know, the, the second C, what the breakdown is, and then we're going to spitball back and forth the topic and uh, make this podcast complete fire for you guys. So, Luca, why don't you go ahead and lead in with this, buddy? So, <laughs> I mean, I think it's like, you know, if you, for anybody that's in the industry, and I don't care whether you have a gym or not, like, if you are training people, right, if you're helping people get from where they are to where they want to be, like, you're a coach, right, job description, coach. And, the, you know, to me, I, I personally feel like it's the most honorable title and the best, you know, it's the best thing that somebody can call you personally. Like, that's, that's what I believe. And it's also why I continue to stay coaching. And what I mean by that is, like, I continue to stay coaching also on the floor. Like, I don't have to. Uh, I put myself on the schedule because I absolutely love it. But it's, you know, um, because coaching is not thought-provoking. Like, it's, it's, it's change-provoking, right? And you also have to understand that everybody's somebody's superior in a certain area. And, and so you're always teaching. I think it was Ken Shamrock that said this. I love this, right? I love this and this uh, kind of this, this thought process and this mindset was that you always have to have somebody that's better than you, right? That coaches you, that you learn from, right? That, that kind of schools you. And then you always got to have somebody that's close to where you are at to challenge you and, and to make you better, right? Because you're close. So if you're, if he was obviously talking about fighting, but it doesn't matter what it is, right? Where it's like that challenge is what makes you grow. But it's like just, it's, you're right there. So you have to push to get better. And then you always have somebody that you're coaching, right? You always have to have somebody you're coaching to the, like, because every time you coach, you actually learn, right? So this is what's important um, to, to distinguish when we come to, you know, what, what does coaching even mean? Well, because I know a lot of people that if I say that, they'll be like, coaching, oh, like you mean writing programs? No, that's a part of it, right? I'll be like, oh, coaching, uh, you know, how you, external and internal cues when somebody's doing a deadlift. That's part of it, right? But coaching is really like, you have to, you have to learn the definition of the word. Uh, and, and I forgot who told me this. I said, don't use a word if you don't know what it means um, and find out more about the words that you're using. But what coaching means is to take you somewhere. The original word actually comes from, you know, the coach. Like if, if you, I don't know, if you, if you sit on a plane and you're in coach or you'd go on a coach, right, on a coach bus because it's taking you somewhere. But that's the true definition of coach. It's taking you from where you are to where you want to be, right? From where you are to where you want to be. So the thing is now you, the, 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 I think the part of the issue in the industry is that like we, we kind of very narrowly define coaching. Because coaching is, hey, learning how to write programs, right? Quality programs specific to that person, you know, after you do an assessment. Coaching is uh, internal and external cues during the training session. But coaching is also like active listening, right? Hearing that person out, being able to guide that person to do the next thing, right? Having that person open up to you, making that first person feel unthreatened. It's the follow-ups. It's, it's honestly like social environments. It's behavior change, behavior psychology. 
It's pedagogy, right? These are all skill sets that you have to, like, that you have to learn to be able to be a great coach. And this is, I think, what's missing. Um, you know, I, I think that's a lot of what's missing now is that it's too narrow, right? Like, I, I feel like if you become an excellent communicator and, you know, excellent listener, that you might have a, a bigger advantage on getting somebody to better results, even if you don't know as much about training. Now, I'm a training geek, so I, I don't think that it should be a either or. I think it should be both. Um, but, like, I feel like that's missing, right? It's like, hey, I really know my training shit. Okay, cool. But are people doing what you're asking of them to do? And, you know, coaching is all the other stuff. It's, it's the meat and potatoes of, you know, our, like, job, right? What, like, what our expertise is. Because when we go through culture, coaching, customer experience, now look, like I said, they're the foundation. They all matter. But coaching is like our, I would say, our magic, right? Our magic. And we got to make sure that, that we learn, you know, a, a wide slew. And I'll touch on like what, what that wide slew is. But here's the thing, right? Okay. Uh, a couple of skills that you certainly need that are a must. They're, they're, they're a must, okay? Skill number one is to be to enthusiasm, right? To be on fire. And so that you're sold first. And we talked about the first episode, right? Like doing like that's part of culture is like you have to believe in what you're doing and live it. Well, guess what? That's that's part of it is enthusiasm to be on fire. And because because here's the kicker, okay, and everybody's enthusiasm will be different. So that what the, that doesn't mean is like every person that comes to the gym, let's go, come on, woo. Like, you know, most people actually that will freak them out. But enthusiasm means to be excited for that person that you're coaching, right? To be excited about what you're doing. And, you know, as Martin would say, like, hey, you got, you got to be on fire before you make anybody else burn, right? Like, it, you have to be enthusiastic. And you got to ask yourself, like, hey, where are you at on, like, a scale of one to ten of enthusiasm? Uh, and I promise you, you know, that we've had coaches come and go because there was no enthusiasm. We have had coaches that had knowledge about, you know, certain things when it comes to training, nutrition, this, that, and the other, but if there's no enthusiasm, man, that's just not going to work out, right? It's not going to work out. Skill number two is expertise, okay? Like, like who are you modeling? So this is, this is the easiest thing for me to kind of say, you know, when we get coaches in, I, would, I explain, I say, hey, look, you're either a cook or a chef, right? Now, very few people are chefs, but first, you have to be a great cook. So, you know, I'm not like a, a, the greatest chef when it comes to cooking, but I'm, good. I'm a good cook, right? If I can take a cookbook and get a recipe, I can execute that recipe and make it taste good. Well, in training or in coaching, like what you do is you find a cookbook from other people, right? Who does great with, like I said, program design? Who does great with cues? Who does great with motivational interviewing? Who does great? And you learn that from the cookbook. You become a great cook first. Right, you become that's your expertise, right? You become a great cook first. Modeling, you're modeling, right? The people that are the best, and hopefully great humans too. <laughs> but you're modeling the people that are the best at it. Now, over time, as you become a great cook and you really master the rules, then you can break the rules and you become a chef, right? So that's when people start adding their own stuff, right? They and they're sprinkling their own things in it. But once again, like you got to understand it first before you can become a chef. Luke, I'm going to stop you right there and pull out some points of some of the things that Luca just said, guys. So number one, the one problem that I see 
in all industries, but specifically coaching. Now you can talk about fitness. You could talk about consulting. To me, a coach is a coach. Most people want to jump into being a five-star Michelin rated chef Mm, before they even know what ingredients to put in the fucking pot. This is a problem, right? Because then you become the person that's teaching people things that you've not done yourself. Here we go again. And I'm going to touch on this point over and over and over again. Guys, you have to be patient. You have to be patient. Remember, Luke and I were both coached all the way through our lives. Regardless if the coaches were good or bad, we were both athletes coming up. So we were coached our entire lives. Then you move into, okay, then we decide, hey, we're going to become coaches. But as we were getting better as trainers, coaches, what did we have? We had our own coaches, right? So we hired more coaches and then we got better. And then we hired coaches that were better at another thing that we weren't great at. And then we hired coaches again. We're constantly learning. And on top of coaches, we also, what? We're spending a shit ton of money on courses, seminars, events, all these things. So my biggest pet peeve is somebody that's never actually accomplished anything, AKA put the work in, but yet you're, they're teaching that shit to other people. It really bothers me. So it's okay not to be a chef because guess what? Just like Lucas said, there's things that he and I are both working on today that we're not AKA experts at. You can't be an expert at everything, guys. Right? The, the one main point I just want to drive home and I'm going to turn Luca back onto this stuff is to be a coach, right? you have to actually have a passion for helping other people or else you're not going to last as a coach. Because guess what? Being a coach is hard. It's not an easy thing. You actually have to have to give a shit about these other people. You have to realize that you have to be there for their losses as well as their victories. And that's when they need you the most. Right? They're going to need you the most when things aren't going right. That's why they hired your ass. Right? It's easy to be a coach for the greatest athlete in the world. You show them one thing, and they do it better than you. It's much harder to be a coach at like the Pop Warner or Little League level. Why? Because these kids are still developing. It's like a bunch of baby deer running around. Plus, their attention span is like a hummingbird. Right? So you guys got to understand that to be a coach is to be passionate. To be a coach is to have empathy. To be a coach is to actually love being a coach because this shit is going to wear you out. It's going to take the things that you're most passionate about. It's going to make you question your passion. And you better be damn sure that you're focused and clear on why you're doing this. And if it's just for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. I'm telling you right now, if you're in it just to be there when this person wins, you're in it for the wrong reasons. So I don't mean to interrupt Luca, but I just want to make sure that these guys understand, right? This is a long haul business coaching, regardless of what it is, guys, this, if you're doing it because you think it's easy, you're crazy. It's almost like the trainers that get into online coaching because they think it's going to be easier than in-person coaching. Eh, Sorry. Try again later. Wrong. It's even harder, right? You're just trying to do it. Most of them are trying to do it because they think it's easier. So don't bullshit yourself or anybody else on why you're doing what you're doing. If you're doing shit for money, be honest with yourself about it. Don't try to bullshit yourself because people are going to see it from a mile away. So just remember, guys, as Luca goes through this stuff, coaching is passion, right? You have to be passionate about what you're doing. You have to care about people and you have to walk the freaking talk. Yeah, I just said freaking. What's up? Go ahead, Luca. <laughs> since, you know, since you say, said that, like uh, this little expert that I wrote on IG the other day was, you know, uh, because because you're talking about, you know, passion and loving coaching and, and money, right? Like 
And look, we love money. I think love, love money is great. Like it can it can help it can help you live the best life, freedom. Um, I mean, it, it can help you grow the business to where you want it, right? It can fuel the the things that that matter to you. But it shouldn't be like the money should not be the passion. It can't be. Um, and so you know, they they say if you love your work, the rest is easy. I, now I believe there's still a lot to do beyond that. But here's the thing: love makes the efforts and late nights and extra work worth it, right? Love gives you your work a purpose. It also guarantees that you'll care for your work when shit hits the fan, and and it will, it will for sure hit the fan if you're running a business. It will hit the fan, the fan, uh, the fan for sure. But so the thing is, like, you gotta you gotta love the game, focus, and the follow through. All three are must, right? If you if you skip one, the process falls apart. So you, the love has to be there, right? Just remember that, okay? Because it's, it's, it's massively important. And, you know, if you're just starting, I, pr- I promise you this. Like, I'd, I'd rather you, you guys don't go through mistakes that we went through. And we went through plenty of mistakes, um, like plenty, right? So it's like, this is a great place to go. And, you know, they say you don't live long enough to learn from all of your mistakes. So it's better to learn from other people's mistakes. Um, with, it's, it's crazy. So Crazy says something. And then he said empathy. That's actually skill number three that you got to have, right? And that's, and that's like feeling it with them, right? That's, that's a great, I, I feel, analogy for what is empathy is feeling it with them, right? And it's, not, it's definitely not easy, right? And, and, you know, once again, like when, when have you been able to, it's like putting yourself in other person's shoes, being able to listen, like keeping them in mind when you when you look at the problem right like and when you do that you're able to be a lot more i would say um compassionate like your coaching can be way different because here's the thing you see this a lot in industry right you see people saying shit like oh man i only i only work with really committed people right you've actually seen like these ads you know that are like you know real i just work with super committed people and the problem is like, look, the people that are coming to you, they're, that's, that's the reason why they're hiring you is because they're not super committed, right? And they need help, okay? They want to change, but that's what ambivalence is. Ambivalence is like, I want to change. Man, but fuck, I, you know. I it's kind of crazy, help. dude, because what you just said is, is really like saying, I'm only going to coach people who want to be coaches, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I'm only going to coach people that are super motivated and always do what they say they're going to do. Guess who that is? There's not a human being on the planet that is that hashtag committed. It's horseshit, guys. It's everybody makes mistakes. We all fail. We all say we're going to do things that we don't end up doing. It's it's part of the game. So like you really pigeonholing yourself when you say, uh, I'm only going to work with super motivated people. That's like saying, I'm only going to coach uh, NFL MVPs. Good luck finding those people to pay you. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, man. I mean, that's exactly it, though. Like, we, I mean, put it this way, if you look at the statistics, I mean, close to 80% of people are obese or overweight. I mean, like obese is like over 30% going on 40, but, you know, but when we talk about obese and overweight, it's close, it's like in, his, in his 70s. And let's not even touch on like, you know, who's out of shape and in pain. And I mean, it's, it's, it's so many people. And, you know, if you say some shit like that, it's, it really pushes it away because Right now in fitness, there's still a lot, like there's too many people that are coaching people that already are fit and just want to be fitter, for instance, right? Like, and, and so this whole idea, you know, um, of that's not, you know, in fitness, we, we, we still try too much to try to 
take the client or the prospect, you know, and bring them into our world, right? We're not normal. Like, I mean, you know, when we go on vacation, you know, you're like, oh, what's the gym like, man? You go check out the gym. Like, oh, cool. It's a great gym. <laughs> Fucking normal people don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so we, we have to go into their world, right? We have to go into their world. And I mean, I mean, I just got done watching Game of Thrones, which, you know, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I, I did binge on that like crazy. But to say that, you know, most people know all the characters on a bunch of Netflix shows and TV shows. But man, like, do you know all the characters in your gym? Right? Like, don't complain about how you're not helping people get the best results or how your business isn't growing. But like, I'll ask you about some type of show and you can break down everything that, you know, Khaleesi's doing or Jon Snow. But then I walk into your gym and I'm like, hey, who's, who's that? What's going on with them? And, you know, and you're like, uh, I don't know. Damn it. No. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, but, but look, that's, that's real, though, because empathy is not something you teach. It's something you catch. And you have to you have to learn about your, you know, your people like that's coaching. Right. And you listen, like, well, listen, what's going on with them, because that's that's the best way you can help them. So empathy is massive. OK. And like, look, as I'm saying this, just know this. There's books on empathy. There's books on building expertise in certain specific areas. I actually got like, before we end this show, I, I have uh, something that's very usable that I'll, I'll, I'll give to everybody um, that they can use today with their coaches, with their clients that I think is super powerful. But I'm going to go ahead and tell them now, just so we don't forget. What, what is the thing? Okay, cool. So, all right. So there's, there's um, I learned this from, man, you know what? I can't even remember it, but it's, I think that means it's called, it's yours now. What'd you say? That means it's your original content now. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what most people do too. Like I, I try to give homage to everything that I learned, but but a lot of it is in my journals and stuff, so I don't always write where I learned it from. Um, and then it's like, just quote me on it. But you know how people do that shit? Yeah, I said that. No, you didn't. It's probably fucking somebody else that said it. Somebody, put it this way, somebody smart taught me this, whether it's through a book, through a course or whatever. Uh, but it's it's this, thought, like, there's seven questions, okay? and so think about it this way. Every, every time you have a conversation with somebody, right, this is a flow of seven questions that you can, that would, would elicit a coaching conversation that helps somebody move forward. All right. And the first question is the kickstart question. And that the question is what's on your mind. Right. So imagine like I, I'm talking to a coach in the gym, you know, they're struggling with something and I'm like, Hey, let's, let's sit down real quick. You know, right. I'll, I'll get a smoothie from fit bar. Hey, what's on your mind? Right. Tell me what's in your mind. Right. It's a great opening question. And there's a whole a slew of psychological data why these are great questions. It's not just random. Right. That it's been studied. But what's on your mind opens up. It's it lets people say whatever is there. OK. And so now if it was a client, same thing. Imagine they come in and they're like, oh, man. Hey, what's on your mind? Like, Kelly, what's on your mind? Right. It opens it up. And what they'll usually do, people will share stuff with you. Right. People will share what's on their mind. Now, the second question is the all question. And what else? What else? And here, here's why we do this, okay? Because when you ask what else, people usually have a lot of shit going on in their head. And if you say what else, they're going to bring up. So the first thing that comes to mind may not be the most important thing, by the way, right? Our reptilian brain is like, it's taking whatever is the problem right then and there. It doesn't mean it's the biggest problem, right? Whatever we're thinking about, Whatever is focal is causal. Like that's, that's one of the, the, the quotes that I remembered, right? Like that from Persuasion from Robert Cialdini's book, which is 
that whatever you're thinking about, you make it way more important than it is, right? There's way more important things in life, but like some shit happens right now. You're like, oh my God, this is so important. So the, the all question and what else brings up, you know, so my, the coach might be like, hey, what's in your mind? Oh man, I'm just, you know, struggling and working a lot of hours. Okay, what, what else, right? Like, well, you know, uh, I've lost some people, so like I gotta make more money. Um, okay, what, what else? Tell me a little more, what else, right? So the thing is, the literally you ask what else until they say there's nothing else, right? That legitimately, because here's, now they got all the stuff that's been, that's important, that they feel is important on their mind out. And then from there, the number three question is the focus question. Okay, what's the real challenge here for you? Right, because now as they brought up all these different, I would say, issues, right? Now they have to pick, meaning it's a question of clarification, right? What's the real challenge here for you? And they'll probably bring up the thing that actually is the most important thing to them at that point in time. Because first, they have to clarify for themselves. When you say, what else, what else? They keep bringing stuff up. And the third question is, what's the real challenge here for you? So once again, this could be a, uh, this could be a conversation with a coach or your, on your team. This could be a client, right? This could be a lot of different uh, uh, scenarios. But this is a coaching model, right? And then after they, they, they share what the real challenge is for them, the fourth question is, what do you want? Hey, what do you want? What do you want out of this? Right? What do you want to achieve? And from there, obviously, look, they're, they're going to clarify that, right? And there can be a number of things associated with that too. Like, once again, I'm giving you guys a framework. Uh, you know, I've become really good at this framework because I've actually done this framework a lot, meaning I use it almost on the daily. You mean like, if you use something over and over again, you get better at it? Yeah, like I, I, think, uh, I think that's what happens. Is that what happens to you? That's crazy. It's almost like a bicep curl. You know, I want some buff biceps. And so I just do a bunch of bicep curls. That's wild. Guys, mm -hmm. one thing I want, I want to do real quick, give, give a pause and write down what Luca just said. Even if you got to rewind the podcast a few times to write those questions down, these frameworks that we're giving you guys are priceless. They're invaluable, right? They're, they're, they're years of repetitions. And here's the thing that Luca and I will guarantee you guys on this podcast. We're only going to teach you guys stuff that we know works. We're only going to teach you shit that we've actually done ourselves. It's one of our core values. We share this core value, which is like, I'm not going to teach you shit I don't do. And either is Luca. Why? Because then we'd be full of shit like half of these other people that are calling themselves gurus and spewing horse shit out of their mouth all day. We're only going to teach you guys stuff that actually works, like stuff that you can implement and you're actually going to get the promised result. Otherwise, what's the point? So if you take that framework and you use it and you use it and you use it, what it becomes is it becomes natural for you and you become more comfortable using it, which means the person you're asking the questions to becomes more comfortable answering them because your emotional intelligence increases just like the old bicep muscle because you're repping it out, right? And you're becoming a better listener for me personally, right? Not to go on an offshoot here, but to me, coaching is simple. It's asking questions right? Asking questions helps people get clear and then helping them see the direction they were already pointed at, right? Being a consultant is different. In a consulting role, I answer questions all day long. But to me personally, being a coach is helping people see what they already know they want and then helping them believe that they can get there, right? There is, there's a value on that skill right there. Like helping people believe that they can do it is so important in, in terms of coaching, especially with, with what I do, right? And I think Luke can probably back me up on this, right? It is a skill set that, here's the funny part though, 
You have to develop it in yourself first. You have to believe that you can accomplish shit and actually do the actions required to accomplish said things. Or when you coach other people, they're going to look at you sideways. And this is not me being an asshole. Listen, I was a fat kid growing up, right? I used my story as a fat kid when I had my gyms to bring people in because they knew I could empathize with them on being heavy. But if you're a trainer and you don't actually train hard yourself and you don't follow nutrition and you don't push, how are you going to help anyone else, guys? You have to get clear on those things yourself and follow through on your own shit before you can call yourself a master coach. It's crazy. So, Luke, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, man. I just I had to jump in on that stuff. All good, man. You, you, had, the, you had the bubble insert. You know like how in the notes you have the little thinking bubble? That's right. Cliff notes, yeah, though. Let it out. You have to let it out. So, <laughs> we're, uh, we're, so we, we can't come to the, fifth, uh, to the fifth question now. So I'm going to repeat the four just so we know where we're at. Okay, so what's in your mind and what else? What's the real challenge here for you? What do you want? And after they say what you want, that's when you kick in and say, okay, how can I help? How can I help here? Notice there's a, there's a strategic progression to these questions, right? Because you want to get clear, first of all, like on everything there is, narrow it down to what's the challenge for them, what they want, and then how you can help them. Okay. And they'll, then they'll say something. Obviously, there's going to be an answer to that, how you can help them. And then the sixth question is, if you're, if you're saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? You know, part of coaching is also like bringing to light, like, okay, cool, you're going to do this and you want this and you want me to help you with this. What are you going to say no to? Maybe it's saying no to, you know, more either another project, maybe saying no to uh, some clients, you know, maybe saying no to more time with your family. I mean, like, there's always something you're saying no to when you say yes. And these are great, like, these are great things because then that person can go like, man, I don't know if I want to say no to that. Right. And once again, and you can guide them along the way to make a better decision. And the last question is, what was the most useful for you? Okay. So it's important to highlight that it was, this was a useful conversation and that something useful came from it. And that's why you ask that question also ingrains it. it it's one of the things that also creates connection between you and the person that you're coaching because automatically they now are like, oh man, like I had a useful conversation with this person. And you literally can do this over and over and over again. These seven questions are a guide. Obviously, look, we could legitimately spend uh, a week on this podcast talking about questions. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would highly recommend and suggest you read, uh, I, I would say, a book on questions and have, have that in your, you know, in your repertoire and ready, like always ready to have quality questions. Because remember, quality questions usually get quality answers, okay? So there you go. You got, you got your seven questions. I'm going to go back to the last two skills, right? With, and I think it fit well in because we talked about empathy, um, and, you know, coaching and empathy. And like these questions for sure, I would say help build that, both of those. Um, but number four is expectation. And like Karebzi mentioned belief, right? And it's the expectation you set for the people you coach and teach. And let me, let me, let me piggyback. Like, so most, most people might say like, well, ex, you know, expectations aren't great. Uh, you know, agreements matter more. Agree. Like, yes, agreements, expectations. But here's the thing is, what is the expectation you set for the people you coach and teach? And what I'll say here is that's what I call standards, right? Standards. Like I expect even somebody that's like, you know, not fit this, that to, to have great reps. And I'm going to coach them to that. Because if I help them start believing in this high standards, guess what? That's what they're going to adhere to. 
right? Be like, cause the thing is, think about how much you're letting somebody down. If you're like, ah, well, the, you know, this guy's not really, ah, they, they're not really going to make it that far. You, boom. You just set a fucking expectation. Right? Ah, they're lazy. To, you just set an expectation. And then guess what? Your behavior is going to align with the expectation you set. And so is theirs, right? So is theirs. If you treat them a certain way, guess what? Like they're going to operate that way, right? You're going to let them do sloppy reps. You're going to let them just, you know, uh, continue to have excuses and like, you're going to allow that right now. Of course, look, that, that's why you have empathy and that's why you have coaching. So you, you can, you can keep somebody ruthlessly accountable, but you can deal with compassion and love. Okay. So you'll get exactly what you expect, right? You'll get exactly what you expect. But then I would say, are you really expecting greatness from your people? Right. Both your team and your members. I, that's, I'm pausing here because, man, is, is that like, are, do you really have high expectations and then you behave in line with those expectations all the time? Very, very, very important. Very important, guys. And, and I'll say like this, is, we'll probably do a whole separate, I would say, show on, on the storytelling and like how we use it in, in the gym and how I use it um, with classes and, and sessions and so on and so forth. But I'm going to finish with the fifth and last skill, not to say that this is the only one, but I'm saying these are like the five big ones, and, and that is engagement slash connection, right? And put it this way, like a, a coach, you know, creates his or her meaning in somebody else's meaning. And it, when we, you know I, know, I know I'm using a lot of words and seeds and stuff, but in Sebastian Younger's Tribes, he talks about what are the three people that intri- three things, the three things that intrinsically motivate human beings. And they are competence, contribution, and connection. Right? We can't live without it. We can't live without connection. And if people feel connected to you, like, man, you're on their team, like you're they're your people, like you're their people, right? They will do a lot, like they will do the stuff, right? And the stuff is, like I said, the actions, the behaviors, and all these different things. Right. But you have to be able to connect. And, and that's why, you know, connection can sometimes be it doesn't mean like, hey, I'm going out to dinner and, and meeting with people for an hour and a half every week. But it does like in the gym, bumping into them, talking to them for three minutes, five minutes, hearing them out, remembering something that they mentioned last week. Right. Getting them a book when they're struggling with something. And that book, you know, kind of solves that. Right. Like these are all things that are, are create connection. So how can you create more connection? And it can be, like I said, I, I feel like coaching is not just like our calls or, you know, 90 minute team, tra- uh, 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 team meetings or, uh, or strategy sessions. Coaching is like two minutes, five minutes, you know, when you, when you, you bump somebody into the gym and you're just like, hey, notice you're doing that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, but, you know, and like it's a five minute conversation, you give them something useful, you connect, but then you do that frequently, that's going to build a lot. Like I'd rather have a lot of frequency than you know, one big thing and then not, not anything for a long time. Like, Hey, you go to dinner with somebody for an hour and a half and then you don't see him or you don't coach him for, you know, uh, for the next month or two. Right. So, so just, those are just some, I would say some skills that you must have if you want to be a great coach. And like I said, coaching is man. I mean, that's a topic where we legitimately could talk about forever. This could be a 20, 20 episode, you know, literally dude forever episode i mean a forever like an ongoing you know um i would say podcast i mean it's, it's why like i love so how, how many people do you think you've trained how many think, people do you think you've coached in your life 
I know at Vigor it's over 3,000. So we've, we're over 3,000 at Vigor. Um, but, you know, remember, I also, I coached a, a number of teams, even when I started in Slovenia, and those were teams of anywhere from, you know, 12, 15 to 50 athletes. Um, and I was training multiple teams. And I mean, it, it's, it's in the thousands. Um, it, it's in the thousands for sure. Like yeah, real time. combined between the two of us, and this is just to put into perspective the repetitions, guys, right? Like between the two of us, I had my gym for nine years. And before that, I ran an elite athlete facility called Training Champions. Before that, I was an athletic trainer at Utica College. Before that, I was a coach here, there. The other thing, I, co- I was a head coach at Wake Up Warrior doing my own coaching. I mean, combined, it's probably safe to say that Luca and I have coached, you know, 25,000 plus people easily, easily. When it's all said and done, because, you know, you forget when you do it so many times. The, yeah, I mean, the, the point which I'm trying to make here, guys, is like, listen, if there's one thing that Luke and I can really talk about and we say we're experts at, it's this shit. So this podcast, I legitimately, I'm sitting here listening to Luca and I'm, I'm taking notes. Why? Because I'm always going to be a student and so is he. So when you guys listen to this podcast, please don't just consume it and then not do anything. And we're going to remind you guys over and over and over again. We're going to touch on coaching probably every podcast. But for episode number two, this is the end because there's already so many golden nuggets in one, whatever, 40, 30, 40-minute 40 podcast. I don't want to overwhelm you. Luca doesn't want to overwhelm you. So this is what we're going to do. Guys, Vigor Ground Summit, September 12th through the 14th, Seattle, Washington. It's uh, vigorgroundsummit.com slash home. And you guys, there's still a few early bird tickets left. There's some VIP tickets left. If it were me, and just like Luke and I had always done, we always went VIP, baby, because at the end of the day, if you invest in yourself with your watch and your wallet, you will win. You can- uh, Yeah, but here's, uh, man, I, I, here's why, yeah, like, put it this way. And to, once again, it's always biased, right? It's like, it's always, we're pitching it. But hey, put, put it this way. Here's why I would always do VIP, not for the information. It, although the information was always phenomenal, okay? When, when people ask me, you know, how did you build these relationships over the last, you know, decade, decade and a half? And the reality is like, one, I went to like so many events, live events. I spent majority of my time and money, uh, I would say that, that I had, you know, learning, studying, flying around, learning from the best of the best. And I would always push to get VIP so I could spend more time with the people that I wanted to connect with. We just said, we talked about connection and engagement. So I, I wanted to spend more time with those people in a smaller setting and build those relationships. And that's the way that you do it. And there's, there, there's a whole side, you know, I mean, how to win, win friends and influence people. Keith Ferrazzi's never read alone, right? I mean, all books you should read on how to connect with people, but the, what's the fastest way? I mean, like, look, this is the reality of it, right? Like, and I can't remember who shared this. And I completely agree with this. If, if I want to meet some, like I, you know, I've been fortunate. I've, I've gone to, uh, you know, Necker Island with Richard Branson. I was invited there and that, but guess what? You know why that happened? Cause I bought all these evolved enterprise books. Then I joined this whole group, which all of it cost was all upsells. And then inside of that group, I was able to share, you know, uh, and, and write this whole thing about what we do for evolved enterprise and ended up winning to, to go to Necker Island out of thousands of people that applied. But if I had not bought, like, I don't know how many books and, you know, upsold into the other thing, I wouldn't have an opportunity to share, you know, what we were doing with charity boot camps, right? When, 
I wanted to meet Gary Vee. I bought 400 books, flew to New York, spent time with him, you know, and once again, but now guess, you know, the other day we're, we're on it. Gary walks in and it's like, Hey, we know each other. We, you know, and we're able to spend time together and communicate and, and, and chat. And like, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's the, you know, if you want a shortcut, that is the shortcut. You invest in coaching, you invest in VIPs, you invest in the masterminds, not only for the knowledge, but the, uh, the connection. And to piggyback on what Craig said, like, we're still learning. Hey, like in three weeks, I'm going, you know, home to Slovenia, but I'm also by invitation only kind of going to, uh, uh, um, it's called Baby Bathwater Island, Baby Bathwater Institute in Croatia, just five days with, you know, 170 of the top, I would say philanthropists, entrepreneurs, just like thinkers and biz um, on an island for five days. And same thing, I'm going, sure, I'm going there for, for the knowledge bombs and stuff like that. But more than anything is, is that like, I will be able to connect with a lot of people that I want to meet and that will, you know, that, that I want to connect with, engage with, uh, may open doors, maybe able to collaborate with and not cheap, certainly not cheap. Guess what? It's about 10 times more than a VIP is for Vicky Ground Summit. So, you know, like that's, that's, you know, that's why I really highly encourage that and, and kind of create a frame around the whole VIP thing. It's not like, and, uh, and trust me, like, look, I just put a down payment down for uh, a boat. You know, we're going to do VIP is like we're cruising on Lake Washington, barbecuing, having drinks. Uh, that's Saturday night. There's a VIP dinner on, on Friday night. There's a, you know, we have a social. I rented out half of the bowling and pool tables, the Acme Bowl. VIPs get extra drinks, this, that, the other. We should probably charge actually double. I, I probably Quadruple. 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 I used to play basketball him back in the day. So listen, <laughs> pick up your tickets. Guys, this is the end of episode number two. We're gonna do we're gonna touch more on coaching. Listen, here's the other piece that I just want to touch on before we roll out. The only way to access this new mastermind that Luke and I are putting together is to actually show up at the Vigor Ground Summit, right? We're releasing it to participants first. And if you're enjoying the podcast, then guess what's gonna happen when we roll this shit out? So listen, guys, have a great day. This is episode number two of the Fitness and Business Mixtape with me and Luca. We'll talk to you guys on the next one, episode number three. Have a great day. We are out of here.